Hello, everybody, and welcome to All in One Dallas Sports. My name is Jake Riding, and I'm here today with my co-host Matt Grimes. We're here today on Monday, the 24th, to talk a little bit about Dallas Mavericks. They got an important game two tomorrow, as we all know, they took game one in the series. So we're going to break down some of the round one games in the NBA, talk a little bit about the Mavs, a little bit about betting. start today's show with a little bit of bed talk. Now, some of you may know, or most of you may not know, me and Mac are up 7.66 units. So essentially, that means if you had put down $10 on all the bets that we advise you to, you'd be up 77 bucks. Or if you put 100, you'd be up 766 bucks. You put a thousand, you're up 7K. If you put $1 million on every bet that we told you, You'd be up nearly eight million. If you put one billion, you'd nearly be up hey, eight billion. Now I'm talking. So now we've got your ears. Listen up. My bet of the day is Bucks covering four and a half. I think Giannis played pretty bad by his standards. I think that Bucks team can shoot way better. They probably had a little jitters. Maybe a little uh remembrance of last year when the heat sent them home so i think they take care of business win that game by five or more uh my bet is a minus 104 Jokic over 49.5 uh, points boards and assists I, it sounds like a crazy number he had 34 and 16 last night um and he had one assist i expect him to get a lot more assists tonight so that's my bet of the day um as well as the parlay of the day is plus 657. Um, it is Vegas money line. They're up 3 1, uh, trying to close out the wild at home. Um, I like the spot for them. They're minus 175. Uh, the Leafs just had a dominating game against the Canadians. Um, they're minus 165 uh, on the road. So I think they're battle tested enough to win. You have the White Sox over the Cardinals. Minus 175, and we have Nuggets Blazers over 226, which is minus 110. We like the over. It's a high-paced game. It's the series of no defense. Um, so, yeah, that's sure. the parlay of the day. And uh, make sure to uh, get your bet slips in, boys. What's it up? That's from All-in-One Dallas Sports. So moving on from our bets, we're fired up about the maps, as most oh, people yeah. know. Stole that game one in L.A. Just took it right from him. Hey, and let me say, bet of the day yesterday, smacked first quarter. We're now 28-0. The Dallas Max are 28-0 after leading after the first quarter. That's a crazy stat, which just kind of goes against the non-clutch team that we saw last year. You know, a team yep. that's able to keep the lead and not give the lead up. You know, after the first quarter, that's really impressive. Oh yeah, it just it just shows that like if our offense is rolling, our defense is gonna roll, and that once we get that first quarter under our belt, like we just don't look back. And there was so many times throughout the game that I was worried, like especially after that dunk um, from Kawhi. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace, Maxi Cleaver. Rest yeah. in peace. Hey, Rest but in peace. respect, respect yeah. to Maxi. F and hey. Chad. 
Yeah, he said that he'd go up 11 times out of 10. Like, he's the guy who's going to contest. He was vertical. Absolutely. He didn't even give that's him an guy, That's the type of guy you want on your team in the playoffs. Yep. You know, no he easy got on. He, he turned into a highlight. We we all know that, but who won the game? Yeah, we it's did. plays but like that that win games. I think it was super important. Like, right after that happened, Rick called a timeout. We went on a 6-0 run. We answered immediately. Yeah. And I thought that was so key because – that could have been, like the whole momentum seemed like it swung, and then we came in, we executed. Um, Paul George and, kicked that fourth quarter off with a couple back-to-back threes too. Yeah, and Jalen Brunson's back-to-back and one layups, one those on uh, Reggie Jackson, one on Paul George. Like those were, to me, those were like besides some of Dorian's threes. Like those two plays were the biggest plays of the game because that was, PG, it was monumental. That was so yeah. huge. Yeah, like I think it. We looked battle tested. Like we really we came, we really came in and like they'd get the momentum, and we just looked composed. You know, like that's, we were all over them. I mean, we everyone was talking trash. I mean, we saw Luca say some explicit words to <laughs> Edgy Jackson about his size and how he can't guard Luca. Um, I mean, Dorian was getting in the mix. Tim was getting in. The, Tim played a great game. Tim played a phenomenal game. Dude, that that uh, three he took in Kawhi's face um, oh, yeah. on, the, on the right side, on the wing. Like, that was a – that seemed like a three that's that was just statement. like, yeah, like, we're here. Like, what's yeah. up? Do you want to talk about KP mm-hmm. a little bit? He didn't play great. Um, he had two big free throws at the end. And, yeah. he. The thing was is, like, I wasn't extremely disappointed in the way he looked on defense. It just seemed like on offense, he just couldn't find any rhythm. And he struggled. For us to win this series, that's definitely got to change. And I think it will. So I think that KP definitely can play better. And that was kind of his first long, real, important game in a long time. And, you know, he's not, he's not Luca or LeBron or, you know, any of those top guys, obviously. So. It, it wasn't surprising to me that it, it's probably going to take him a game or two to look like his full self again. But, yeah, I'm optimistic about him as well. And Carlisle said some good things about him. Um, you guys might be listening to this two days um, after the first practice, but um, he said that he's looking a lot better. And you've also got to think Kawhi Leonard guarded KP for the majority of the game. Mm-hmm. The minute Kawhi didn't guard KP, KP got two easy buckets. Um, mm-hmm. I just think, like, you can look at Kawhi and say, oh, he's 6'8", KP 7'3". Why can't KP dominate in the post? Because Kawhi's a very strong body, just yeah. like Luka is a very strong body. Like, when you see Luka bodying, like – Two-time defensive player of the year. Yeah, and, like, you see Luka and Kawhi bodying, like, big guys who, like, weigh 240, you know, and KP's just not a strong player and – one of the best defenders is Kawhi. And, like, so I think that had something to do with his struggles. And I'm looking for a bounce-back game in game two and for him just to continue to play better because that's definitely a key to success, um, I think, for the Mavericks. But, like, if you look at the stats, this last thing for me, like, Dodo had 18 points. Um, You could easily replace that scoring with KP. And For like sure. Dodo could pick up the slack that KP, like pick up what KP did like game one. So I definitely think it's a winnable series. I don't, I think people 
like, oh, the Clippers shot so bad. The Clippers also shot more threes than they normally do. And their role players were the ones who were hitting the threes. And I th- yeah, I think our defense was a huge testament mm-hmm. um, to their lack of good shooting. For sure. And I, whenever KP tried to just put the ball on the floor around Kawhi, it looked like child's play. <laughs> he was, he I think he ripped him two or three times. I mean, he ripped him. He was one one of the most one of the things that really wasn't talked about in that game was Kawhi's defense because he was a menace. Yeah, and we steals. still got through that. The he didn't have a horrible offensive game. wasn't his usual self, but you know, he was nine for twenty two. He can certainly do better. One for six from three, but. His defense is going to be a problem. It'll, it'll, it gave the Mavs a little bit of fits there, up, I mean, up until the end. And I think he was probably just gassed, and we were rolling. What was your favorite – or what was the most surprising thing to you in game one that you, you saw? Um, I think that we were able to – we were not – almost not even phased by that double team. They were double teaming Luka at our free throw line, at half court, near the th- – just mixing up their double teams on him from where they would do it, when they would do it. And he would just, we just made the right pass. It seemed like every time and it almost led to an open three or an opportunity for somebody to score. And Luca had 30, he had 31 while being double teamed with nine or 10 or 11 assists. Yeah. 11 assists. Something like that. Something underrated about Luca's game, three turnovers. For him handling the ball that much, like getting Being double in teamed him. by Rondo, Kawhi, Paul George, Patrick Beverly, Serge Ibaka, Nicholas Batum, and you had three turnovers, and you're 22 years old. Like the man is here. Like he's, he's here, just... and he's not phased, and has never been phased by this Clippers team. That's no. what gives me the most confidence to win this series. Same, I. Because it seems like none of our start, I'd say the only player who didn't show up was KP. Yeah. But everybody else looked like they were built for that moment. You know, Definitely. like Dodo had an incredible game. Dorian, and I love Dorian. That was that was my favorite game I think I've ever seen him play. He had that he, dunk. It was just yeah. All his threes. He shot eighty percent from three, and like you got to think that. Five years ago, he, he didn't have an offensive game when he came into the league. No. I it, think he was 27% from three. Yeah, and he's in. just improved year after year. And it's a testament to the Mavs culture, the Mavs coaching development. And it's showing now. Like, I never thought when Dodo was an undrafted rookie free agent that we signed that mm-hmm. I could see Dodo scoring 18 points in a playoff game and yep. shooting 80% from three. Trust the process. We trusted with Dorian. Absolutely. He's a diamond in the rough. He's our pit bull. He's our pit bull. Like how we talked about. He's one of the few guys I've ever seen that actually, like, every, essentially every stat improves every single year. (laughs) He started off 29% from three, and now he's 39.4. And that just, you know, we love Dorian. Also, one underrated thing about Dodo that, unless you know the history about Dodo and how he came into the NBA and how like his game has vastly improved, you might not understand, but he took the ball up full court against PG 
one of the best perimeter defenders. And is like that's just another example of how his game has changed. Like the fact that he's able to do that in a the confidence to that. Like also. A, yeah, exactly. Like and like most people might think that's underrated, but like that shows that he has the confidence to put the ball on the deck. And mm-hmm. with him being able to put the ball on the deck, it just adds a different dimension to the offense. Oh, Instead yeah. of just a guy in the corner, it's a guy in the corner that can hit the three. He can pump fake, put the ball on the deck, get to the cup. We saw a couple times. Um, and I, and I yeah. think kind of – I would say he's – you know, at the start of the season, I'd say he's probably our fourth. Best. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that, like, if you told me Dodo was going to average, like, 14, 15 points next year, like, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but Dodo had a great game. Uh, enough said. Tim Hardaway Jr. played great. Um, he had 21 points. He shot eight for 13. I don't know if anybody listened to him on JJ Reddick's podcast, but they always talk about eight for 12. Um, and if he can go eight for 12, he played a great game. Um, he knows where JJ Reddick kind of got him his shooting confidence back, too. He was in a slump there for a while. Yeah. And I think like we have to have Tim Hardaway. He was our second leading scorer. Um, yeah, he's just an all around good player. And his defense isn't bad. I like it's, no, it's not. It's, it's an underrated defense. Like he works hard. I think he has the third most charges in the league. Like yeah. he takes a lot of charges. He's really smart. Mm-hmm. He's not Very, the he's not the biggest guy. He's probably like six four. I think yeah, maybe six five. Think, yeah, six four, six five. But you know, he wasn't getting exposed. They weren't targeting him or anything. He wasn't getting mm-hmm. exposed. You know, and that's <laughs> that proved to be good enough. We don't have to have a team full of lockdown guys because our offense wasn't giving them any transition opportunities really except for that uh maxi dunk but yeah well uh, yeah we're, we won't ever bring that up again yeah that's that's in the past that now. yeah that's in the past we don't talk about the past bad things in the past don't get talked yeah. about we move on but most importantly we think that the fact that KP has tons of room for improvement gives us the confidence to win this series just based off what we saw last game from everybody else. We know everyone yeah. else is locked in. Yeah, exactly. And I'm excited to see what game two um, shows. Everyone's going to be making adjustments. You know, the Clippers are going to have to make adjustments after they lost. And I'm excited to see what kind of lineups they throw out there because for how much – like how well Rondo played, he was still a minus eight, you know, yeah. for like, for like how well people perceived and he played great. He had a good game um, as a backup point guard, but I'll tell you what Clippers are scared of the moment. They missed they five are. free throws in the clutch five under five minutes in the fourth quarter with it being Bad. less than a five point game or a 10 point game. Is that Morris? Kawhi and Rondo, I think. Rondo smoked two, Moore smoked two, Kawhi smoked one. Yeah. So we know that this Mavs team is here and they're ready and they're built for this. Yep. That's what gives us the most confidence. And this Clippers team clearly still shaking in their boots a little. Yep. And uh, I think it's going to be an interesting game too. Um, Mm -hmm. Tuesday night, if anybody doesn't know, it's the late game on NBA TV. So you might have to uh, <coughs> illegally <coughs> stream it. Um, what do you mean? If you don't have, oh yeah, yeah. What do you mean? It's just uh, you just need to go online and uh, legally stream it. Legally, that's the better word. Yeah. Legally stream it. 
Um, is there anything else you want to say about game one or anything about game two? Uh, no, I think we're about to dive into game two here. But as far as game one goes, I think we just need to keep those things up. Definitely love the confidence. If we can keep that confidence, energy levels high, I think this series is in the bag. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see game two and how we play on home court. Because the thing is, is we can win this series in six if we just win games at home. And I like getting that first game, splitting the series was massive. I would have hated to go down 2 0 or um, winning the first game, too. Because I mean, I think they win like 78% of the series, give you one game one. And I also will yeah. add to like balance that out the last two NBA champions haven't won game one. So that's exactly. a little, it's a little balance out. But yeah, absolutely. So we're about to take a break here, but. Coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit about... So, moving into Mavs Clippers, as we all know, they are playing game two tonight in L.A. Optimistic about that game, but we're just going to talk about a little preview here. Um, what Mavs need to do, what Clippers need to do, and just some expectations. Yeah. Um, a little new exciting storyline uh, We kind of I kind of touched on during the betting portion of this podcast. Um Tim McMahon asked uh, Ty Lu why we haven't seen the two-time defensive player of the year um, guard the best player in the series, which is AKA Luca. And he said, mm-hmm. you'll be seeing a lot more of that Tuesday. Um, Interesting. Yeah. From game one, we saw Kawhi on KP and we saw Kawhi dominate KP. Um, I think KP needs a new rule that he can't dribble the ball within 15 <laughs> feet of Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's push up, push ups on the sideline. If you dribble around Kawhi, yeah, yeah, go ahead and give me twenty. Um, but I think it's going to be exciting, and for those who might not really understand how like NBA playoff like offenses and defenses work, you can't just say, "Oh, Kawhi, go get Luca." You're going to be on Luca all game, right? Because right. there's so much action off the ball. There's so much action on the ball. There's going to be screens. There's going to be back screens. Like so much movement that it's going to be interesting to see if he sticks on him or if they're still going to switch. Because if he sticks on him, um, he's going to get screened gonna, five times a play. Yeah, and there's going to be situations where you could have KP come into screen or Dwight Powell or honestly anybody. We screen a lot with guards, but you get a two-on-one situation with Luca getting downhill to the basket um, with a roller. And that's that's the definition of what the Mavs love. So I think it's going to be an interesting matchup, and I'm excited to see how it looks. Definitely. Same here. And, yeah, kind of touch on what you were just saying. You know, it's almost impossible for one guy to guard another throughout the entirety of a game. Even half of a game, that would be pretty crazy because Kawhi is getting bumped, screened, switching – you know, he's going to have to carry a huge load on offense. So if he's chasing Luca around screens the whole game, then we're probably going to see a little dip in his offensive game. Yeah. It, he, he, if, and if he doesn't have a dip in his offensive game and he dominates an offense and he plays great defense, it's going to be very tough to beat the Clippers. That's how they win this series. That's exactly what they need to do. Kawhi needs to be the most conditioned – 
and you know Man, he's gonna be a track star yeah and like it's interesting because he missed like 22 games this year because mm-hmm. he's a player who always does load management so he's been doing all this load management is he actually ready to take on the the toughest defensive assignment in the entire game plus he has the most um not even pressure but like the hardest offensive assignment like he is the number one scoring option definitely and maybe that was a little part of their strategy resting him they knew when it came down to it if they needed to stop then if it's going to be him then maybe pg sometimes but it's one of those two and you know, the two-time defensive player of the year is probably going to be your guy most of the time. Yeah, and one thing I'd like to add that a lot of national media is just kind of bypassing and not really like – they're like, oh, like Kawhi's going to guard Luka now. It's a totally different game. Mm-hmm. Um, Kawhi guarded Luka for about 15 minutes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not saying that that was the reason – he fell off, but he fell off in the fourth quarter. He had a great first quarter. He had a really good first half, but like a phenomenal first quarter. I think he had 13 points. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the fourth quarter, he was one for seven. And every single one of his shots were short. It just yeah. didn't seem like, no legs. like – I remember it like he had Maxi. He did a spin move on Maxi around the free throw line. He put it up. He got, he got the separation too. It wasn't like he – it was a mm-hmm. – I know what really you're talking about. Good contested shot, but and it was short. It barely hit the front of the rim. It was almost an air ball. Mm-hmm. And if we're seeing I'm, that game one, we're seeing that game one. And he didn't have to guard Luca the entirety of the game. And if he mm-hmm. guards Luca the entirety of the game, I'm interested to see if his legs keep up because, in my opinion, it just looked like his legs weren't there. And um, he he was on Luca. I mean, fifteen, what well, twelve to fifteen minutes. I mean, that's a long time. Um, discarding one person, and that's all while being bumped, screened, backdoors. I mean, the Mavs' offense was – I mean, it's designed to break things like that. It's designed to give Luka mismatches, KP mismatches down low, you know, sprit. There's many times, you know, if we have Maxi and KP up there, or it's five shooters all around the floor, Mm -hmm. and – you know, if Kawhi is having to switch and everything can't leave shooters open, then you know that that's the problems that we saw presented to the Clippers in Game One. Yeah, um, yeah, and like when they double team Luca, like I get double teaming, but you have if you're the Clippers, you have to mix up your defensive looks. You can't say. Um, we're going to double-team Luca every time he passes half court in the fourth quarter. Because mm-hmm. then Luca's like, yeah, I know it's coming. I'm going to make the easy play. Like, that pass to like Dodo. We almost scoring at a higher rate when they were double-teaming. Yeah, like, Luca wasn't scoring, but we are getting easy, open mm-hmm. buckets. Like, when Dodo cut to the, like, free throw line, extended, then KP cut, and Kawhi made a business decision and cut out mm-hmm. the way. <laughs> He didn't want to be on the opposite end of that poster. No, he had his poster, and he didn't want to be on the poster. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how their defense looks because I think that's I because I think the Clips will shoot better than they did. Um, but I also they had a bad shooting night, but I also don't think it's that fluky. Um, mm-hmm. Three of their worst seven shooting nights uh, this entire season were against the Mavs, including Game One. Um, 
So I think the Mavs do play the Clippers really well. Um, Clippers also shot way more threes in that game than they normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm interested to see how the defensive schemes for the Clippers look. <clears throat> Definitely, and I think that the Mavs defense against the Clippers is really underrated. I mean, we saw Kawhi dominate last year, but that's because I mean we were missing many of our good defenders and. So we've discussed Michael Kidd Gilchrist and Trey Burke were two late pickups that ended up playing serious minutes for us in the playoffs. So the defense wasn't all that on point last year. But this year, I mean, we were ranking defensively in the top 10, top five, and especially against these better teams. And there's just something about the Clippers where we just play them so good. And we don't, there's not a lot of teams like that. But. And- I think I think one thing that is key. Um, so the Mavs haven't given up more than 115 points against the Clippers this entire year. Mm-hmm. They've had two outings where they've held them sub 91 points, which is pretty ridiculous um, for That's the way crazy. the NBA is now. But I, with that being said, the Mavs played a very slow pace on offense. The Clippers played a very slow pace on offense as well. So I feel like that gives the Mavs enough time because we've seen when we play like Portland or Denver, like we'll get into these high scoring matches. Like we don't have answers, you know, and like the Mavs defensive struggles this year has been fast guards, like guards who can get downhill and the Clippers don't really have fast guards. Like they play into the way the Mavs like to play defense. Our two best defenders get to match match up perfectly with their two best offensive players. Yeah. And like if we're playing Portland, um, at times Dodo would take Dame. At times Dodo would take CJ. But there's no shot I'm putting Maxi on Damian Lillard. No, absolutely. Dame would score 75. CJ. Yeah, or even CJ. Yeah, he's just not fast enough. But like on a guy like Kawhi. Who's stronger? Does, like he, Kawhi can still get to the cup. We're not saying that, but he doesn't. He's not as quick and as uh, elusive as CJ or Dame. And no, Maxi matches not. up really well. Like um, I saw that he's questionable tonight, but I expect him to play. Um, Definitely, and just his attitude. Also, you know, he's not afraid. Yeah, and like, okay, with you saying like Maxi's the best defender, like. I think his quote was, like, he knew that he had three fouls. This is what I loved about his quote. I'm just going to kind of sum it up. When he was asked about the dunk um, where Kawhi Leonard kind of put him in the grave. Um, But he bounced back. Um, He bounced back. Yeah, he said that he knew he couldn't take a foul. He knew he couldn't take the foul because he had three. And, like, stopped the break. Um, So he knew he was going to contest that shot. And he didn't want to foul. He stayed vertical. And, like, yeah, Kawhi got the dunk, but it was a great – it just shows you the – I don't know, the intensity and, like, Mm -hmm. the effort the Mavs are going to put in. They don't care what's on SportsCenter. They don't care the highlights. Like, went up and got vertical and contested. Didn't give the and one. Um, And let me tell you, I think there's some – I think there's a lot of Clippers players that would not do that. Yeah, I mean, we saw Kawhi not I think Marcus Morris would jump, but – I don't think, yeah, Kawhi. Like, that was a, it. Was a it was a five point game at that point. If they get a stop there, mm-hmm. come down and get a bucket, it's it's back to a two point game, two three point game, like a one possession game. 
So, exactly. so I mean, that's just the just the little plays you love to see. Just yeah. Um, do you want to go into why is this a must win for the Clips, in our opinion? Definitely. So, going down 2-0, uh, that's not a good thing, obviously. Um, the only time I can remember Mavs going up 2-0 and losing was the rigged 2006 finals. Which was absolutely rigged. Um, I'll go absolutely to rigged. That's another story. Yeah. But they, I mean, of course, they have to win tonight. They, they have to do everything they can. I mean, they said Kawhi is guarding Luca more now. Um, I love to hear that. That, yeah. I mean, I just don't know what they can do defensively to stop us. We just have to miss shots. And like the thing, like with Kawhi guarding Luca, Luca's so elusively quick. Sneaky. Like you don't. Yeah, if he gets you on his hip, he's going to do what he wants. Mm-hmm. And, and you behind him, get right in front of you. And, like, I could I could definitely see a scenario. I could see a couple scenarios with Kawhi guarding Luka. I could see Kawhi coming out and proving that he's a one of the best defenders, if not the best, in the league. And Luka has a rough start. I could also see Luka drawing one or two quick fouls on Kawhi. And Kawhi's out of the game. And when Kawhi comes back in, he won't be on Luka. Because you can't t- – if you're the Clippers, you can't lose Kawhi. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't see where the offense comes from. Because, um, <clears throat> I mean, we saw, like, Paul George, like, he had a great second half, an awful first half. If Kawhi didn't play like, – had, like, 18 points in the first half and, like, 13 or 12 or whatever it was in the first quarter, like – and we still had that, like, I don't know, like, 10-point, 12-point lead. Without Kawhi, it would have been, like, 20. You know, and Definitely. at that point, it's like the Mavs are going to close the door. You know, like there might be a small comeback, but like I think the game's a totally different game. Um, For sure. And even if Porzingis is playing better, and that's yeah. a 25 point game. Yeah. And, you, and like I would take Luka not scoring as much as he did. Like, let's say Kawhi gets on him. He needs to be a playmaker more mm-hmm. if that's the scenario. And like I trust our guys. Like, our, that's what I love. We're a confident bunch. Like Absolutely. we really don't think anybody's better than us, and that's the like attitude you have to have. And I think like the Grizzlies also embody that attitude. Like you saw how they Definitely. beat the Jazz, like number one seed Jazz. Like Jazz didn't have Donovan Mitchell, but like they're still the number one seed. You at just home. see that confidence with some teams, and I love that we absolutely have that confidence now. I mean, I think Luca, Tim, Dorian, KP. Maxi, uh, you know, Maxi. I mean, if they're on or off or they're not playing well, they don't care. They're not, they are truly not scared of anybody. They don't care. Uh, I mean, they don't care. That, that's yeah. All I can say, I mean, like Jalen Brunson, Brunson's confident, like off the bench, like, Brunson. and like you look at the Clippers, like, I don't see the confidence. I don't either. Same with the Jazz. I think they're just shaking the playoffs. Same with Paul George. Yeah. I also saw this. Um, I was listening to a Bill Simmons podcast, um, and they were talking about Rondo and like how they thought Rondo would like, because like in the fourth quarter, if you watch game one and you like kind of broke it down by like basketball terms, they turn into an ISO team, the Clippers mm-hmm. did, and that's like what they revert to, and that's how the Mavs will beat them um, because like you you just can't play ISO ball um, all the yeah. time. 
Um, but they said Rondo kind of has the same face as he did when he was back on the maps in 2014. Like he just doesn't like these guys. Like really? Yeah. And it wasn't about that. It was just like, they don't move the ball. Like it doesn't seem like, which obviously this can change in game two, but like game one, he was like closing the stretch and he really didn't have like a large effect on the way the offense was. It no, still no. reverted to ISO. He just and, hit a few open threes earlier and then it, it, I, didn't really see anything else out of him besides him on those double teams. Yeah, and I, he made some good passes, but I don't know. For the majority, it didn't look like the Rondo we saw last year with L.A. Like, he could come in, and he could change the entire way the second unit played. And I, or I, even I, the I first just question that decision. Why did he leave? Coming off the championship, I just don't get it. I don't know. Like, he would have fit seamlessly behind Schroeder yeah. and – like him and Caruso off the bench would have fit seamlessly, like it did that last year. Tandem. Yeah, I think Schroeder, KCP, and then off the bench, Caruso, Rondo. That's a good. That's a good. It's um, a good little lineup. All in one Lakers. All in one Lakers. Yeah, that's the, that's the new podcast name. <laughs> um, do you have anything else for the clips? Uh, no, and I mean, I I think. What they need to win is for us to shoot poorly. I mean, if Kawhi's going to be guarding Luka, he's going to be getting hit with screens every single time down the floor. He's going to be getting bumped. Luka's – I mean, I think he'll give Luka fits. I'm not I'm not saying anything like that, but I think Luka's going to give him a hard time too. Yeah, it's going to be a great battle. And, like, if we hit our open shots, we're, we're the t- – how do you stop it? I, I'm, I'd have to fact check. So next pod, listen for a confirmation on this. But I'm about 98% sure we haven't lost a game when we've shot better from three than the other team. Mm. Um, and so, like – There's a reason for that. Yeah, like when our offense is rolling, like we're just a energized team and our defense looks more into it. Exactly. Like all and around. Like When you're hitting your team. shots and everyone's happy and you're – confident and you're talking trash i mean that carries over to defense that i mean you're hitting more shots that's less transition for them you know less chance for them to dunk on your guys get a little confidence you know when whenever you're it just feels like you control the game when you're hitting your shots yeah and so this is a must one for the clips because if you lose the first two games at home that means coming back to dallas Coming back to Dallas, I think Dallas will have three home games. Clippers will have two. Dallas has about like 17,000 people in the arena. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who watched 2011 or even like 2013 when we took the Spurs to seven, who ended up winning the title and we're the only team to take them to seven, yada, yada, yada. But the AAC rocks during playoff mm-hmm. basketball. It is an electric atmosphere. That's Carter buzzer beater. You remember oh, that? yeah. Oh, yeah. You remember Dirk dropping 48 in the Washington Conference Finals against the oh, yeah. Thunder? Um, or us sweeping the two-time defending championship Lakers. Um, regardless. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, it's – I'm not going to say it's 100% the series is over if the Mavs win tonight. But I would say I, 90, 95%. I say 90 95% because I just don't see how the Mavs come home and it'd have to be an injury yeah they'd have to they have to lose two games at home 
out of the three if they went tonight. To back. Yeah, or like maybe they lose game three, game six, but like that's also saying that the Clippers take care of business at home, which they haven't done yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so tonight will be very indicative of the series. Yes. Um, and I, I'm kind of curious. I'll look it up later, but I know it's like 78% of the teams who win game one um, win the series, but I'm kind of interested to see how many or what's the percentage that they win game one and two. Um, yeah, and that's why game one was so huge for us. So, winner of game one has gone on to win the series 69.1%. Teams who have won both games, 87.2%. So, it's automatically an 87% chance if we win tonight. Yeah, and especially getting – and the thing is, is like <clears throat> when you think about those statistics, there's going to be a lot of teams that are actually the home team because normally the home team's the better team. Um, they were the higher seed in the regular season. So it's the home teams winning that. Mm-hmm. And they have that percentage. We're the away team. We're the dogs who just did that. Like, I think that percentage even goes up more um, getting those games at home. But, yeah, go back into what you were saying. So keys for the Mavs to win this game, I think. Luca, if he just does his thing, shoots decent from three, isn't taking shots that are killing us. You know, as long as he's hitting at a decent clip, then I think it's just the defense that needs to step up again. Just give them tough shots. You know, we're they're a more athletic team than we are. Uh, they're a more vertical team. I just think if we just give them tough looks and Luca's doing good and we're hitting our open shots, then it's a wrap because we're not going to change – I mean, we're going to make adjustments to their adjustments, of course. And the only adjustment that we know of is apparently Kawhi is guarding Luka more. And, I mean, Rick Carlisle just heard that. So we're going to prepare for that. Yeah. And, like, sit idle. Uh, Rick has so many cards up his sleeves. Like, he literally said in game one, um, Zubach will be taken off the court. Like, Ty Lue, I'm taking one of your chess pieces. Like, I'm mm-hmm. taking your rook or your bishop. Yeah. And, like, you, you, you won't be able to play him or I will dominate this game. Without um, us having to change much about our lineup at all. Yeah. Um, and the starting lineup yesterday also was the first time we've ever rolled out those five together to start. Yeah. and It was Luca, Tim, Dorian, Maxi, KP. And it worked. And that goes back on the chemistry thing. And, like, I got, I got a great stat for you here. Um, Chuck Cooperston, um, works for maps, um, tweeted, we've seen how well Rick Carlisle makes adjustments from game one to game two. Since the 2011 finals, the Mavs are four and two in game two, four and two. And we haven't won a playoff series since the 2011 finals. And we're four and two. Like that's a, that's a shocking stat to me knowing that. And if you know how the Mavs playoffs from about maybe like 25th, 2014, 2015, 2016, we won one game, game two. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. Um, that was but, the Thunder, the Rockets. Yeah, Thunder, Rockets, and I forgot who was in 2015. Unless it was the Thunder again. Might have been the Thunder back-to-back, because I know we played the Thunder in 16. Maybe the Spurs again, I'm not sure. Yeah. We'll check that. We'll come back. Yeah, um, but this year, playing the same opponent in a back-to-back, the Mavs are 5-2. and two. Winning the last five, which were against 
Golden State, the Clippers, Portland, the Lakers, and Cleveland by an average of 18 points. Jeez. That, that's a regular season stat, but like four of those teams or three of those teams are like the teams that would probably make it out of the West, you know, like discrediting us. Mm-hmm. Um, but Portland's a great team. If the Lakers are healthy, they're a great team. And the Clippers are obviously a very talented team. Um, and by like winning those by an average 18 points, like that, I think it just goes to show the adjustments that we're not even thinking about that Rick is already thinking about and that he's already going to implement. Exactly. At this game. Exactly. And that's what makes him one of the best coaches in the league. You know, I think him, Popovich, Brad Stevens, Eric Spolstra. Yeah, I, kn- I know him. Quinn Snyder, even Terry Stotts. I'd say, I mean, they're, they've all been to the playoffs yeah. so many times. And there's, there's just a few coaches in the league like that, I think, that truly uh, changed the outforces of these games. And like the 2016 Mavs beating that Thunder team that took that lost to Golden State 3 1, that should have been easily been in the finals. Uh, we stole a game them with Raymond Felton as their starting point guard who played yeah, 42 like, minutes. Like that team was so outmanned. Um not even and we held them under 90 points. That's insane. And like that's also the tail end of Dirk's career. You know like exactly Dirk was statistically um maybe like the third or fourth best player of that game. That's what's insane. Like mm-hmm. Raymond Felton was the best player. But, yeah, I think uh, KP, he's going to have a lot to do with the success of the uh, Mavs. Also, I was looking up the stats real quick. Um, Raymond Felton had 21. We held him to 84 points. That's insane. Um, But I think KP is going to be a huge part of the offense this game. Um, Because you talk about where KP – he's – KP is so specific about where he likes his shots and he likes knowing where the uh, like where his shots are coming from and where the offense is. And so I think this game we're going to show like a more, I don't know. We haven't even had to show like KP in his spots yet because Luca just had the ball and they threw things at Luca and Luca just read the defense. Mm-hmm. And Rick kept talking about how KP like, showed patience in some parts and didn't show patience in others because he obviously was forcing some shots up. But, like, if he shows his patience, like, we haven't ran anything for him. The first play of the game where he scored, we ran something for him. Besides that, he just kind of took shots out of rhythm. And if he can stay patient and trust the game plan, then I think we'll see a more much more efficient KP who has a great game too. Um, and, And then at that point, the Clippers are like, okay, how do we stop both? You exactly. know, like, um, so I think it's a big game because um, I think the Clips are going to come out extremely motivated. Um, so I wouldn't they, be surprised. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised that the Mavs lost tonight. Like, as much as I want the Mavs to win, mm-hmm. this is tougher than game one. Yeah, this, this is, is a really this tough is the game. series right here. Tonight is probably the series. I mean, if they lose it, it is. If not, yeah. then it's 1-1. We'll 
we're coming back home. You know, we'll see what happens. But also about um, just about KP and the offense. Also, I think if if they're not going to be doubling like they were, and we see Kawhi guarding Luca, maybe then the offense is just going to be so much more diverse, and mm-hmm. we're going to be running a million plays, a million sets, just getting that mismatch. So it just do- it doesn't worry me. You know, if Luca doesn't have a great game. I'm still confident that other guys will play good and be able to cover. You know, we've seen that during the regular season. Yeah. And, like, one thing you were just talking about with, like, the defense and stuff is, like, or in our offense and, like, how it can be more diverse. Um, we didn't even see the pick and the, like, lob threat that the Mavs have. And the Mavs have a great lob threat. Um, Luca's so efficient in the pick and roll. Um not to – I'm going to quote Rick Carlisle. Dwight Powell's the best lob threat he's ever seen in person. Like, there's literally a quote out there that Rick Carlisle said Dwight Powell's the best. Now, that might be a large uh, overreaction. Ever? But yeah, ever? Um, even though he had Brandon Wright. I don't know if any of you Mavs fans remember him, but he was a – He had some uh, bounce. Yeah, he had some bounce. But I think that's, like, another dynamic of the offense because when Kawhi's on Luka – Let's say Dwight Powell or Willie Cauley sign set a screen and they're going to cut to the basket. I'm assuming Zubach is off the floor. And right. let's say they, they do a quick like head. Ibaka. Yeah, but if they do like a quick hedge, like the roll man's open. And if the guy comes from the corner, Luca's good enough to see the corner. Like We've seen that just, many times. His basketball IQ is just off the charts. Like mm-hmm. it's unprecedented what he's doing and if you really watch the game and you really think about like what's going on in the game and not just like oh like he's open like pass to him like yeah he might be open but Luca's gonna look at him um okay like when he cut into the paint he was looking at an open dodo to get Pat Bev mm-hmm. to jump out there but yeah, he wanted hard away in the corner you know so like his his IQ is just so insane that um, we're going to be in any game just because of Definitely. him. Just, uh, we just have such a bright future. And he's only yeah. 22, and he's just killing this Clippers team. Every player who's been a generational talent has done the unprecedented. Um, when you look at LeBron, LeBron took his team in 07 with, like, Eric Snow. Like, Delonte West, like guys who were just not good basketball players. He took them to the finals. He had uh, 25 straight points on that Pistons team. Yeah, and that Pistons team was full of Hall of Famers. Like Rashard, mm-hmm. um, Rashard Wallace. And, and known for their defense. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious to see when is – because I think Luke is a generational talent. Absolutely. I think he's going to go down as one of the top players of all time. Um, and honestly, like, it's way too early to say this, but if you told me Luca's going to get six championships, it's kind of hard for me to not think he would be the GOAT if his career is, like, a long career because he scores more points than MJ and Braun did at the beginning of the career, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, like, the youngest uh, 5,000. Yeah. Or something like that. Something like that. Like the least amount of games. Yeah. Uh, 
I think like LeBron might have been like a year younger, but like Luca had it in less games. Mm-hmm. Um, but like he's a great assistant. He's gonna like if his career like if he plays till he's thirty five or maybe like thirty six, thirty seven, thirty eight, he's gonna be top ten in assist. Oh yeah, top ten in points and like probably top twenty five, top thirty in boards. And like if you tackle on a couple MVPs and you tackle on a couple ships, that'd be really hard. But that's oh, a the MVPs are coming. Oh yeah, the, the, like he's okay, my but, favorite for next year. Yeah, he's gonna be my favorite for next year too. But you do you think there's a chance this year that he takes this cast to the finals, or do you think that's a future outlook? Well, or like, I, or like, when do you think I will it's give gonna you happen? My opinion after the game tonight, honestly. Okay. I think I mean, I, if, yeah. if he has a dud tonight, you know, it's probably not this year, but if well, he I think, kills him tonight, we go up 2-0. Even if he has a dud, if we won somehow, like, I think if we win, you got to look at the West and be like, because right now the Clippers are the most talented team in the West. Yeah. Especially with the way that people are with injuries right now. Like I haven't seen Donovan Mitchell since March. Braun hasn't looked like Braun this entire year. Or Anthony Davis. Or Anthony Davis. Um, like Anthony Davis had a stretch of like four games where he played really well towards the end of the year, but that was it. So like if we beat the Clippers, they're the healthiest best team in the West right now. And if we beat them, I really like yeah, other teams could beat us, but like this could be the year that Luca pulls something insane and wills us to the NBA finals. I'm not scared of the Lakers anymore. I think I would like to take back some of my takes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, also, health, also, game two might be different tonight. What if Braun comes out and drops 30? I mean, you know? Anthony Davis having 13 points and seven rebounds is inexcusable. Yeah. Porzingis pretty much had that stat line, and he played awful. Yeah, like awful to like everyone's standards, you know? And like AD is the better player than KP. You know, so line like, up every team in the West and ask yourself. I mean, this is if we win tonight, I'm not trying to jinx the maps, but if we won tonight, what other team are you looking at and saying they would go up 2 0 against the Clippers when the Clippers have two home games? Honestly, I don't think a single team, maybe possibly because defensive matchups, it wouldn't, but it wouldn't be a team with guards. That's the thing. The Clippers all year have dominated, um, like, the Blazers. I, I don't really know their stats against Phoenix, so, like, Phoenix might be true. But um, they're 3-0 and against the Blazers with, like, a winning margin of, like, plus 13. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm the Clippers, why don't I take that matchup in the first round? It's literally they wanted to avoid the Lakers. But, like, it would have been such an easier matchup for them. Like, they've dominated them all year. They dominate them ever since right, Kawhi got that. there. Ever since Kawhi got to the Clippers, they've beaten the Blazers every single game. Like yeah, that's yeah. insane to me. Um, and like, so that's why I'm kind of iffy on the Suns taking. Guard him. Yeah, like you just can't, they don't match up. Like the Suns match up better, but like also Mikel Bridges is their best defender. Mm-hmm. And how much do I and like Mikel Bridges is a great wing defender. Super long. They got Jay Crowder as well. They also do have Jay Crowder. So they might be able, they would definitely match up better than the Blazers do. But like I also don't see I don't know, like 
And wow. even Tory Craig, I'd say, is a stretch. But yeah, and like, but like, do you see like the Suns being to outscore? I just the think the Suns are just a really good team. I yeah, think I, I might they, be a little bullish anybody. on the Suns. They can beat anybody, but in seven, I, I'm not picking them in seven to beat the Clippers. Yeah, I, I think I might just be a little lower on the uh, Suns than you, but that's also just because I don't – not that game one was a fluke, but, like, I think the Lakers bounce back um, tonight. And, like, do I trust D-Book and CP3 to drop a lot of points on, like, PG – Marcus Morris, Kawhi, Pat Bev, Rondo. Not, not like they did against the Lakers. Yeah, they just they oh, just no. shocked the Lakers. Yeah, I think that that'd be an interesting series because they're gonna play eight and Zubac will match up well. Mm-hmm. Um, Abaka would match up decent. Um, and do do they play eight and off the floor? Yeah, like like kind of like what they did with. They, I mean, they tried to play KP off the floor, but they turned into iso ball, and so they weren't really, like, able to play him off the floor at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's – do you have anything else you want to add to the pod? Uh, no, I think we're just we're just excited to watch this game too. This is – I'm really, really pumped. You know, if we somehow find a way to win this game, we're sitting pretty. I really like yeah. our chances. I think some of these other West series, um, you know, Grizzlies won their game one too. That, you know, mm-hmm. if anything, that's just extra time for the Mavs, you know, if yep. they happen to pull this series out. Yep. No, hopefully Grizzlies, Utah goes seven. Yeah. I think it's going to, I think a lot rides on the way Donovan Mitchell performs in game two. Cause it's, he's playing in game two. He got held that's out true. of game one. Cause like, the Grizzlies won, um, but in large part, the Grizzlies match up pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, Dylan Brooks I is would, a monster. He's playing like a – He's playing like he wants a contract. That's what yeah. he's, he's playing like. Um, but like Valachunas, um, there's a stretch. The Grizzlies offensive rating, I saw this tweet, was 101 with Rudy Gobert on the floor and Valachunas off the floor. Rudy Gobert on and Valachunas on, they're 128. Like, they are a wow. – like he, and that also had to do with a stretch when he came out in the end of the first and the beginning of the second. They didn't score a point in, like, five minutes. Mm-hmm. So that, that had something – a large part to do with that. But, like, he matches up so well with Rudy with, like, the size. He doesn't have the same length, but he's stronger. Yeah, he's really big. Yeah. He's – like, he dominates us, you know? Yeah, so. he's killed. One of those guys that kills the Mavs. One of those would random you, guys. Would you rather see the Grizzlies or the Jazz in round two? Grizzlies. I, Definitely the Grizzlies. <laughs> the eight seed cra- or the one seed? Call me crazy, but like I just don't like the way we play against the Grizzlies. Like, I just they're, don't, they're I don't such like a the fact that, team. I don't like the fact that Rudy Gobert had a 20-20 rebound yeah. game with us earlier this season. True. Sure. But, like, did we not play him off the floor in the next game? We did, but I think Quinn Schneider might be able to hide him a little better. than I mean, we saw – we've seen crazy – I don't know. We've seen crazy defensive stuff from Quinn Schneider. 
when he was making Ricky Rubio stand behind James Harden to guard his step backs. Yeah. Like and we, we have just slowed him down. <laughs> yeah. I just, but like, I don't like when the Mavs play a team that I don't think that we can match their energy the entire time. I like, agree with that. That's why, like, I love this Clipper series because I think that we have more energy and, like, it's not really, like, more fight, but, like, we're grittier than the Clippers. So I like that. But, like, Memphis is a gritty team. Like, they worry me just because, like, I don't think we'd lose in seven, in a seven-game series. Um, But, like, it kind of scares me that it might be, like, 2-2. Like, we might still win in six, but, like, the fact to go 2-2, like, kind of concerns me. Um, Yeah. I know what you mean. But, yeah, that's uh, pretty much all I have Yeah, for today's pod. Me as well. Um, I think um, we're just excited for game two. Um, it's tonight. It's a late one. It's at 930. Uh, if the Mavs find a way to take this game, then throw your money. Yeah. Toss the money on the Mavs series. Because they – we love them. We're confident. We think they got this. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, make sure to place your bets before it's too late. Um, and make some money with us. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, check us out on Twitter at all in one Dallas. 